Welcome to The Living Word with Chuck Davis. Luke 1, 26-38, Mother Mary. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant, the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. We now get to see Mary's side of the story. Joseph receives his break-in through vision and an angel. Mary's a teenager, pledged to be married. Uh, Marriage to the village carpenter. Seems like a pretty normal life ahead of them. Nazareth, not an earth-shattering place or people. It's a backwater town. If you remember, uh, Philip uh, will eventually say when the other disciples uh, declare that they believe they may have found the Messiah, uh, is there anything good that comes out of Nazareth? Today, almost everyone, uh, at least in the modern world, would know Mary, the mother of our Lord, or the Madonna, uh, except in context where they're separated from biblical truth. Even the Islamic world celebrates Mary. Uh, But at that time, she's unknown. Uh, The angel enters with this phrase, you are a favored one. It's the Greek word charis, which we get our word graced. The bounty of God is upon her. And Mary's troubled at this word. What is the intention of it? The angel says, fear not, which is a common response uh, when you have angels uh, appearing before you. And he says it again, you found favor with God. This is all about God. This is not about Mary. Uh, He goes on to say, the son of the most high is within you and he will... uh, sit on the throne of David. It's all Messiah-like language. Remember, David's throne has been uh, taken over by the Romans. And so there has not been a throne, and the people have been waiting for a long time. This is real Advent. She asked the question, how can this be because I'm still a virgin? Uh, uh, Interestingly, in this question, uh, she's not rebuked as Zachariah is. So maybe hers is a question of clarity. Or maybe it's important in telling of the story because it connects to an 8th century old prophecy in Isaiah 7.14 that the virgin would have a son. The angel explains that the Holy Spirit overshadows her. That's about all we get in the information. It's the descending presence of God. 
As in creation, God hovers over the chaos. As in the establishing of his meeting place with the people in tabernacle and temple, he descends and fills and makes himself known. Now in redemption, he's going to come and fill a womb. Uh, Mary is uh, a faithful servant and says, Lord, may it be to me uh, according to your word. So what of this passage is a reminder that when when God wants to reveal his glory, he often chooses an unlikely vessel. Now that's good news because we're all candidates then. We're all candidates to experience the glory of God. Uh, The now what is to be a reminder that grace's arrival and and God's favor uh, only have one possible good response. It's abandonment and surrender. Makes me ask, Lord, if you're going to reveal your glory, what does abandonment and surrender uh, mean for me at this stage, at this moment in my life? There's a sidebar to Mary's story. Favor is costly. Why? Because grace is costly. The favor of God doesn't mean it's all going to be comfortable. Mary's going to have some very challenging moments ahead. But it's worth it in experiencing the favor and being graced by God. And so to Lord, today we're open, we're abandoned, we're surrendered to whatever it means to be graced by you today. In both the easy and the challenging, uh, give us courage. Uh, We want to be part of your declaration of grace in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.